listeners love Adam Crowley. Just between you and me, I believe you're fat, ugly, dumb, and gutless. Just personal opinion. The Adam Crowley Show. When you're done with your program, we can discuss this out in the parking lot. I mean, you're, you're a tough guy. On ESPN Pittsburgh. Murray State, suck it. Hey, Marshall, suck it. Hey, my liver, suck it. You found the Crowley Show where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Didn't see the pit score flash on CBS anytime this weekend. Any idea why? Hey, pursuit up. What happened to Michigan State? Hey, Brian, what happened to Radford? I'm one happy camper. It's all house money from here. Except West Virginia's going to beat Villanova. More on that later on throughout the week. Every segment throughout the week. It's the only thing I care about right now. I just sit here and talk about Matt Murray and about... The Steelers missing out on Taryn Matthew, but really all I want to talk about is Bob Huggins making Dan D'Antoni his bitch. But again, we've got plenty of time over the course of the next three hours and five days to do that. My liver's crushed. Wednesday night was the great Pittsburgh sports debate. I was voted the unanimous winner. How about that, Stan? Listen to him, by the way. Noon until 2, ESPN Pittsburgh. But I drank a lot of beers that night. Woke up the next day. Basketball was on at noon. My first beer was in hand by 11.55. Thursday is the day I was already talking about. But Friday, I got inebriated. Starting at 3. Didn't stop drinking till about midnight. And then Saturday, of course, was St. Patrick's Day. I woke up at 8 in the morning and cracked myself a Guinness. So... If I sound tired, it's because I am. My back hurts really badly when I twist. My cyst is back. I have dark circles under my eyes. But this is the best time of the year to be a sports fan. It's Marchtober, baby. You're not allowed to say this is March or you get in trouble with John Rothstein. 412 is the number to call. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I do have a Twitter poll up, unsponsored. <clears throat> and the question is, whose season would you rather have had, Virginia's or Pitt's? Now, I think it's a slam dunk for Virginia. They only lost three basketball games all season long. They won the ACC and they won the ACC tournament. They're damn good. But... From now until the end of time, whenever North Korea decides to nuke this place, there's going to be highlights of UMBC, University of Maryland, Baltimore County, beating them, smacking them upside the head, dunking on their asses. So that's going to be embarrassing. Pitt, sure, embarrassment, but nobody cares. Nobody's talking about Pitt right now in college basketball outside of the city of Pittsburgh, and I'm sure not many people are talking about it even here. It's a tough one, I think. I know what I'd say. Virginia. 
80% of the people voting on my Twitter poll say Virginia as well, but the 20% of you who say Pitt, I get it. I really do. Sometimes that long, drawn-out heartbreak just turns to apathy, whereas if you're Virginia going into the tournament as the number one, number one seed, you're feeling like you're going to win the whole damn thing. Brian's back today. I thought he was dead. Why does that always happen? Every other month we think Brian's dead, and now he's back. You should have, like, a death pool on me. We should have a death pool on you. I don't want you to die, well, though. If I'm going to die, one of you might as well make some money off it. That's true. If you die, I'd like to become rich because of it. Yeah. Win-lose. He's back. I'm back. Tom never left. Tom, how was it with Rossi while I was gone? It was all right. I honestly missed you guys. Wow. That sucks. Just being honest, man. You called Rossi all right? He's all right. Yeah. Rossi wanted to watch... One of the West Virginia basketball games with me. I didn't watch either of them with him. And now that West Virginia has advanced, I'm not going to watch any with him. Because if we keep winning, and yes, I say we, I'm part of it. I paid tuition, damn it! Then I'm absolutely not going to watch with him because that would screw up the mojo. I think the whole mojo thing's stupid. Unless it's actually happening to me at the time. The Steelers sign John Bostick. I'm going to have to try really hard not to say Pat Bostick. Probably not something I want to bring up whenever I'm thinking about West Virginia sports. He's still got some real estate in your brain, doesn't he? He does. Nice corner apartment. John Bostic had 97 tackles for the Colts last season before getting hurt to end the year with two games left. He played really well. He's got pedigree. He was a second-round pick. He's a good football player when he's healthy. That's been his biggest issue. Now, he says it's just a matter of happenstance, but that's what anybody who gets hurt all the time says. Obviously, he would say that. Obviously, he has to say that. But the deal probably comes in around $4 million. I don't mind that at all. But here's what's happening with Steelers fans. They listen to that radio station across the street. They listen to that guy downstairs who doesn't go to any Steelers practices. And they think, oh, the Steelers missed out on Tyron Matthew. Oh, the Steelers could have had him. Crook and Phony probably talked about it today. I know Crook wrote a column about it in the Post-Gazette. They missed out on Tyron Matthew. Matthew went to Houston for $7 million. The Steelers have $7 million left in cap room. If they had signed Tyron Matthew, would they have been able to sign their draft picks? Uh, no. Would they have been able to add depth at any other positions? Uh, no. So for me, because I'm intelligent and I understand this kind of thing, I realize it was an either-or proposition. Either you have Matthew or you have Bell. That's the only way this could have happened. You couldn't have both at the same time, no matter how much those peeps across the street say that they could have. you got to find a way to bring your draft picks in. They make money. you got to find a way to fill out your roster. The players who you pay to do that will cost money. If you've got about $7 million left in cap room, you can't spend it all on one player. But now the Steelers get to keep Le'Veon Bell. They also get John Bostic to play inside linebacker, and he'll be their starter depending on who they bring in through the draft. And now there's a possibility that they could go out and get a cheaper safety on the market too, and they can have an all-pro running back, a pretty good inside linebacker, and a pretty good safety. That's what you do as a general manager. You attack all the weaknesses, not just one. The Steelers are reportedly about to meet with Michael Thomas, safety formerly 
of the Miami Dolphins. His numbers don't scream, I'm a great player, but Pro Football Focus loves him. Pro Football Focus, if I'm reading this correctly, has had him on the first team All Pro 2014, 2015, 2017. Pretty good. If you could sneak him in along with John Bostick, then you've addressed both of your positions of need, the inside linebacker position and safety, and you get to keep an all-pro running back. Am I missing something here? I think that those guys across the street and that dude downstairs and all the people who like to stir that proverbial pot, they like to do so when you've heard of the football player. A lot of you probably haven't heard of Michael Thomas. A lot of you haven't heard of John Bostic. So it's not sexy. It doesn't get y'all excited in the pants. It's not the big splash play that you would like to see the Steelers make. But you know what? It can work. James Ferrier wasn't sexy, and he almost won the Defensive Player of the Year for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ryan Clark wasn't sexy, and yet he worked out. The Steelers have it down to a science. The Steelers wanted to keep the surefire All-Pro and still boo their roster. They've done that. We'll see if they can add Thomas, too. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Kraut. I wrote a blog, ESPNPGH.com. I've gotten very good at posting the blogs. That's not hard. The hard thing is making them good. I don't know if they are. But I do post them, and I get credit for it when they get clicks. In onset blog, I said that Matt Murray is the most indispensable Pittsburgh Penguin. I am correct, and here's why. If Crosby gets hurt, you slide Malkin up to the number one center position, you slide Daniel Brassard up to the number two center position, you slide Riley Shane to the number three center position, and you can survive for a handful of games. You've got a lot of talent elsewhere. You've got a good defense core. You'll be okay. If you lose... Phil Kessel for a game or two, guess what? You've got a lot of firepower other than Phil Kessel. You're still going to be able to score on the power play. You lose Malkin, that sucks. He's the best player in hockey right this minute. But again, same thing with Sid. You've got a lot of depth at center. You can withstand that for a game or two. If you lose Matt Murray, I'm not so sure that Tristan Jari can get the job done. I'm not so sure that Casey DeSmith can get the job done. I don't think that I would have confidence picking the Penguins to win their third straight Stanley Cup if one of those two goaltenders was going to get the lion's share of the attention. Before Matt Murray got hurt, he went one loss, one overtime loss, and eight wins in his last ten games with a 2-5-1 goals against average and a 9-23 save percentage. That's damn good. In the playoffs... In his career, Matt Murray's got a 195 goals against average, a 928 save percentage, and four shutouts in 31 career postseason starts. If you don't have that guy, I don't have faith that the others can do it. And I realize that that might sound odd because I said last year the Penguins weren't going to win the Stanley Cup without Chris Letang. And I said that without Marc-Andre Fleury, well, Matt Murray's unproven. Is he going to be able to get the job done? But now that we know what Murray can do, and how hard it is to play goal in this league, I think he's the guy that the Penguins can least afford to lose. Right? Wrong? Out to lunch. You tell me. 412-922-2874. Tweet me. At underscore Adam Crowley. I've seen some over the last couple of days talk about how that Kansas State-UMBC game, the awful 
display of college basketball is a good argument why football doesn't need to expand their playoff system. Wrong! Sure, that game was ugly as all get out. Maybe one of the worst college basketball games that I've ever seen. But if UMBC can beat Virginia in basketball, then UCF can beat Bama in football. They can! It's UMB freaking C! They lost to Albany by 44 points this year, and then they beat the best college basketball team in the country! If you expand the college football playoff, it brings more money into the sport. The best teams are still more likely than not to win, but the little guy gets a chance. Everyone always talks about the Cinderella's in the NCAA tournament. 12 of the 16 teams this year are from Power 5 conferences that are left in the Sweet 16. It's a myth. The Cinderella's add some intrigue in the early rounds. If it was all chalk early, nobody would watch. They add intrigue early, and then the big-time schools wind up winning at the end. Of all the national championships, it's been won most often by the number one seed and number two seeds. They're not ruining anything. They're making it better. Ask Marshall if they're happy that they got a shot at West Virginia. They are. Didn't go their way. They got bitch slapped. But the little guy wants to play the big guy, and it brings more viewers in around the country. That 116 matchup, the team that lost Albany by 44, that beat Virginia, that got a bunch of viewers. And I don't care about a true champion. That's the other thing people keep saying. Well, you're not going to find out really who the best team is in a single elimination tournament. I don't give a rip. Why do I care about the true champion? I want to be entertained. I don't care if the quote-unquote best team wins. And I realize you can have an off night, and the other team can play really well, and then all of a sudden you're Virginia and you're out. But hey, don't have an off night. Duke's had some off nights over the years, but guess what? They keep putting their name in the hat. Villanova keeps putting their name in the hat. Kansas keeps putting their name in the hat. They're increasing their chances by always being good. I don't care if they get nipped every once in a while. It's not perfect, but neither is baseball. None of them are. I don't give a rip that it's not the best way to determine a champion. And I think that the NCAA football championship should expand too. 412-922-2874. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I am having a difficult time determining what I think is the best storyline thus far to come out of March Madness. The Virginia loss to UMBC was badass. Syracuse is proving its worth. I don't like Jim Beheim. I find Syracuse fans to be insufferable at times, but they got in, so I'm not going to discredit what they're doing. Sister Jean is hot. I don't know if you've heard that take yet. She looks damn good for a 98-year-old. And the Nevada coach got naked. I think my wife liked that one. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I'm back. Brian's back. Tom never left. Will Graves. Will Will he be back? In a minute. After I take this call. Jason on the South Hills next up on the Crowley Show. And first up, hello. Hey, Adam. Thanks for taking my call. Sure, man. What's up? Hey, um, real quick, congratulations on the WVU win. Woo! I need them to win one more game in my bracket, but uh, then I, I have to root for somebody else. But, uh, hey, anyway, man, about uh, Matt Murray uh, being the 
eat me. I need them to lose. What was that, man? Uh, he get, he what are you doing? Hey, well, it took me a second to register what he said. That's bully host stuff right That's there. That's unbelievable. Is that bad? He just yeah. picked him to beat Villanova uh, and you hung up on him. Well, then he had them losing in the next round. I don't got time for that kind of juju on the show this week. Yeah, a little behind the scenes. The homerism is getting quite real around here. It's bad. <laughs> it's getting real bad. I think that my pubic hair is starting to come out in blue and gold. <laughs> well, that's because of the dye you keep putting on it. The fact that it's shaved into the shape of a WVU logo, that's a whole other thing. I mean, you didn't have to show us when you came in today. I mean, like, really. And my ass already looked like a coonskin hat. Coming up next, Will Graves from the Associated Press. Sorry, Jason, but if you get the show, that needed to happen. And it is the Crowley Show. Brian, am I allowed to say eat me? Um, well, I mean, you just did, so yeah, sure. Nice. See, so just do it until somebody yells at us for it. That's what I've always done when it comes to the show. We like to do weird things and then ask for permission later. Wait until Pirates opening day. Since Brian's been gone, we haven't gotten a chance to do another Smokey report. I almost got pulled over last week, I think it was. Two weeks ago. Was that correction really important? Yes, because transparency is the number one virtue on the Crowley Show. So I almost got pulled over two weeks ago. And it got me to thinking, if we can alert everyone who listens to this radio show where all the cops are, then we're doing them a service. And maybe we can help ourselves, too. But we didn't want to do it boring. I didn't want people to call up and be like, oh, I'm driving down Banksville Road right now and there's, uh, we got a big old cop car sitting there. I don't need that. What we've developed instead was a smoky report. He's pounding down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? Breaker Breaker 1-9 got a 20 on a county mountain and a plain white wrapper handing out driver awards near the rabbit hole on 376 Pacific Bound. So if you got your boogie on, drop it on back for the big hole or else you'll be signing autographs. This is a smoker report. You see a Miss Piggy, a Mama Bear, a Papa Bear, a Bear in the Bushes, a Bear in the Air, you give us a holler right away and we'll get you home without the extra freight. These are the smoker reports on the Adam Crowley Show, 412-922-2874. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound just watch old bandit run. Hey, Will Graves, are the Mountaineers going to do what they say cannot be done? First of all, I'm stunned that the Smoky Report is not Smoky from Friday. First of all. Well, you're not producing the show. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Um, yeah, I certainly think, yeah, I think they can. I saw Nova on Saturday. Nova looks good. Everybody looks good when you make 10 threes in a row. Yeah, that stinks. That scares me a little bit. And yes, but yes, you do look you, good because that is they're, good. They're little. I mean, they're not, they're not big. Uh, Mountaineers have a size advantage. And if they can turn up the pressure and make Brunson uncomfortable, you know, they can make the white Italian, the Italian kid uncomfortable. You know, Don't correct yourself. Don't correct yourself. You almost went back on the white Italian kid. He is white. 
He is Italian. And I think that, to me, Will, typically is the thing to fear the most in the NCAA tournament. If they've got a guy who can shoot it who's white, it's scary. Farouk, mm. Farouk Manesh, got- Jimmer Fredette, guys like that, uh-oh. Yeah, but uh, his one chink in the armor there is that he's not wearing a T-shirt underneath. So ah, it's true. those Does, are the kids count. that you absolutely have to worry about. The yeah. T-shirt kid. Like the Svee Mikhailuk kid from... Like the Mike Ganzi kid. Mike yeah. Ganzi, the greatest T-shirt white kid of all time. How's Collins' bracket doing? Well, we are. We do, we do a bracket check every morning. Trust me, I get it at 6.45 before I'm awake. Um, we, he and I are tied. But he, no, he lost UVA, so he's kind of screwed. If I get West Virginia to win even one game, I think I got it locked up. So, how many does he have in the Sweet 16 as compared to you? Um, I don't have it in front of me. I think um, we're not good. I mean, uh, I think I might have nine, and he might have eight, if I had to guess. Okay, I mean, fairly comparable there. I mean, that's what we do here. Uh, your son is just as qualified as either of us. Oh, absolutely. And it's absolutely. it's not a joke. Uh, my wife, she's got ten teams in the Sweet 16. I've got nine. Uh, she did not pick the Virginia upset, but hey, nobody did. So we don't know what we're talking about. That's why it, for me to be like, oh, West Virginia's got no shot on Friday, it's just it's wrong. In fact, they could win the whole thing, Will. Um, I, yeah, I certainly think they can. I mean, I, I think I said it when we were on here last week. You look at the nation. I mean, there's kind of a lot of blah out there, yes. right? And we saw it. It played itself out. My God. I mean, uh, you know, I was at it, uh, Urban Tap on Friday night with a bunch of other writers watching uh, wow. the UMBC game. And, I mean, my God, I think we all thought it's going to happen one day, but we didn't think it was going to happen like that. Uh, but I think it's sort of symbolic. By the way, by the way, history lesson, I'm going to be old for a second. Mm-hmm. It is That was not more impressive than Chaminade beating Ralph Sampson in 1982 or three, whatever it was. It's, it is not. It's pronounced Chaminade. <laughs> I mean, look, it, it, there was no three-point line, okay? There was no shot clock. It, what they did was staggering. The fact everybody's like, oh, well, you know, it was a preseason thing. and I don't care. It was more impossible. Doesn't it help the team that's not the underdog if there is no three-point line and a shot clock, though, Will? Correct. Correct, and they didn't. It's not like they held the ball and won that game. The Shamanai won that game twelve to eleven. I mean, they had Ralph Sampson. The Cavs had Ralph Sampson. I mean, he was supposed to be the next Will, you know. And then his knees just decided they didn't want to be the next Will. So, um, yeah. I, but, so, just end of my end of history lesson. Impressive, great for UMBC, great for the tournament. But you know what? If it's like Nevada versus Syracuse in the title game, not good for... <laughs> no, I'll agree with that. And, and that's one of the things that I talked about a little bit in the first segment, Will, is that there's this notion that the little guys are going to screw everything up. No, 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 no. The little guys make the first couple of rounds interesting, and then the big boys do eventually take over. I, I hate that narrative. I also hate that this is a terrible way to determine a champion. Okay, maybe it is, but it's also freaking awesome. Can't can't we just say it's freaking awesome? Isn't that okay? It is. I mean, it is freaking awesome. The, yeah. The CBS wouldn't pour ten billion dollars into this if it wasn't awesome. If they couldn't find a way to make money off of it. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's it makes every other thing the NCAA does, or you know, I mean, this legitimizes pretty much college basketball because I wouldn't. What 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 other format would work? None, right? We're going to have the Power Five conferences play like best of three and then best of five. I mean, come on. Nobody wants that. So the super genius the other day was talking about 
creating sort of a World Cup thingy where you would have teams play round robin and then advance and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, typically Mark does things that bring his show ratings. So I was surprised whenever he was talking about altering the NCAA tournament, which gets incredible ratings. There's something wrong with Instead it. Instead of like the Penguins, the Wilkes-Barre's fourth line, is that typical? R- well, right. It just, to me, the NCAA tournament <laughs> is, I mean, it's so seedy and nasty and disgusting. But we've all overlooked it because we're all watching it, and it's perfect. So don't fix it. Just leave it the way it is. Well, I mean, like, like again, we were, I was talking this the other day with some writers. The, the athletes, just like I said at the Olympics a few weeks ago about how gross the IFC is, the athletes bail them out. The athletes bail this out. It is ridiculous. Ralph Russo, our college writer for the AP, our main college writer, he did a story overnight that ran out early this morning about how many millions of dollars are generated for these institutions each time a school in their league advances, especially if you look at, like, a UMBC or what's the uh, the Loyola Chicago, literally getting millions of dollars per win. Athletes going to get any of that? No. Oh, it's gonna, but it's a you know they get their education paid for, and it's a great experience for them. I don't care. I've been on this bandwagon for twenty years. You got to pay. You got to at least allow them to either trade on their name. Yep. How much money could Saquon, Saquon Barkley made this year if he had, if they had sold twenty six jerseys to Penn State game? Uh, even Saquon could have made money. Even whatever the Penn State kid. How about that? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. I think and that's I what it like, says on the back of the jerseys now, Will. It just says the Penn State kid, number 26. <laughs> well, no, I mean, look, I mean, think about it. I was in Florida when Tim Tebow was there, okay? And how many 15 jerseys did they sell before, like, five years ago after the Ed O'Bannon thing where they were like, oh, wait, we got to pay the athletes now if we use their number, if we use their likeness, now we got to pay them? Oh, I don't, can't do that. That's against the rules. Don't, you know, don't, just, well, do not, we're not talking about this right now. It's okay. It's, I, I don't know, but I, Will, but Will, like, Will, will bad Will, bad Will, bad, bad. You're saying the tournament is, is, the tournament itself is great, but when Leonard Hamilton gets 500 grand for getting Florida State to Sweet 16 and the players get nothing additional, it's wrong. Will, Will, we can't talk about that, though, right now. It's March. Why not? It's March. That's what I do. Will, I like to moralize things, too, but not in March, damn it. Okay, this is whenever right, well, this is when I pull your bracket and your and your madness and your whatever other. Can we talk smack about Marshall for a minute? Hell yeah! Bad? Why would we play those bastards? Because there's it's a, it's literally a no. I, you know I've come around to it. like I'm not from West Virginia. Okay, I did not care that they played Marshall. I think it's good for the state, but it is zero. There is it's a no win situation for WVU, and a lot of times you would see it. You know when we would lose to them pretty regularly. Because it didn't, I mean, even Pittsnog on those guys lost to him, right? Yep. Uh, because it's like their whole year, and us, it's like that game you play before you start the Big East or the Big 12 or whatever. So, uh, that being said, I, I, Elmore, give me more of that. I, I well, dude, th- you, I can't believe, I, I was a little bit nervous prior to the game yesterday. I can't believe that I was, because when Ott Elmore jogged out onto the court, he looks <laughs> he looks like the way I looked in college, which is to say tubby and not athletic. And then I looked at Javon Carter for West Virginia, who's all rocked up like a monster. And they had no chance. No chance. I think I, I, I you know, I, I was hoping to get more run, but I think I tweeted something like, Art. Ott and John Elmore, the first father-son combination to score in the NCAA tournament game. That was one of the best tweets I've ever seen. And that guy is, I mean, I just couldn't believe, like, I knew Elmore, he came, when they came to Pitt last year, I mean, he was, you could see, he was a beast. And good for Danny D for getting him going. They play an entertaining style of ball. 
But that was like the JV playing the varsity after the first five minutes last night. Well, so. do you are you on Team Sister Jean, who I think is super hot for a ninety-eight year old, or <laughs> are you on Team Nevada's coach who doesn't wear a shirt? Um, well, I mean, I'm like I'm not all into objectifying nuns here, but uh, you gotta. I mean, you talk about why discriminate? Well, you're talking about having your faith rewarded. To, to be involved with the team for that long and then to finally kind of be a part of this. So I'm going to go see <laughs> Sister Gene. I was going to say. Although that... Muslim, and sh- I mean, he's, he's probably, what, like 50, 45? He's shaming a bunch of yeah, dad he, bods. Like, he, I went to the doctor he looks today, great. I've, I've weighed as much as I have in the last four years, which sort of sucks. No cancer, um, though, correct? No. No, well, that's good. So, that's good. No, it is good, but it's sort of like, come on, fat ass. It's just frustrating. You can't say ass on the radio. Okay. Well. All right. Sorry. All right. So whenever Peter. when I think of of Sister Jean and that fine ass, what I, what I what I what, what 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 it really what really sticks out to me, Will. Is, I hope nothing sticks out about talking about Sister Jean. Okay. What really strikes me. Thank you. About the faith conversation is what you just said. Well, you know, the faith is finally pulled up. No, obviously she's terrible at praying because she's been doing it <laughs> for 70 damn years, and now finally it pays off. I mean, what happened the rest of the time? I don't know. If you think about it in the history of time, like, I mean, if we're talking billions of years, 70 oh, years yeah. is really not that long. That's so. true. And, in fact, I want to see her birth certificate. Like, she's not, she's not younger than 105. And so what if she's not? Well, I mean, she's, uh, she's again... That's what again. It's sort of this this save. It's saving the tournament. It saves the tournament. The tournament. It's like it's just crazy. I mean, all this all the Adidas stuff. We're not talking about that anymore. We're not talking about um, any of the FBI stuff. We're talking about Sister Jean. Yeah, but right. the wins. You know what? I think this is perfect, uh, Will. That the Catholic Church can find a way to absolve the NCAA of its <laughs> sins because the Catholic Church. Well, they've never done anything. What else stuck out for you? Uh, when, when I can't even say that now. Whenever you think of the first couple of rounds of the NCAA tournament thus far. Well, my fraud alert, I, you know, I, I always think there's a couple teams every year where you're just like, what are they doing here? Why are they seated like this? And, you know, Auburn certainly played down. I mean, I mean, what a grease fire that was. Mm. And, you know, look, I mean, I know you're going to have Ben's on here, so I apologize uh, for for what you're about to endure at 6 o'clock. But, I mean, like, Syracuse. I mean, because of course, like this is their move. Terrible. They don't even have any good players. They look like they started playing basketball five minutes ago. That guy with the glasses looks. He he looks like he's drunk. They get in the tournament and it's like, oh yeah, oh my god. I totally forgot that the way to beat a two three is to get somebody in a high post and kick kick (laughs) kick it out for shots or go to the basket. I totally forgot. And it happens. It's like he. It's like he Jedi mind tricks their opponents. My God, they're not going to beat Duke because they're just not going to. But the reason that they keep getting in is because they're going to get the benefit of the doubt because they do this every time right. they're on the bubble. And I, and and you know what? I mean, I'm okay with that. Yes, I, I I totally am. I mean, that's this is their move. I I would want my university to kind of get the same benefit of the doubt if you keep doing it over and over and over. Um, anyway, by the way, I'm going to go one more mini rant here. Well, well we've got hit no real, time. We've got no time well, for hit, a mini rant. real quick. The clickbait stuff about the guys asking for transfers. Clickbait. Every school that has a coaching change, their players do this as a preemptive measure, a protective measure, just in case either it takes too long or they don't like the guy that comes and can immediately go into the transfer pool. It's, it's It was fake news. It was fake news. My buddy That's just... It. 
tweeted me and said, the best sentence ever uttered on this show, quote, I'm not into objectifying nuns, but... So, there you go. Uh, thanks for the time, as always, Will, and best of luck go to Colin. I hope he catches you. Go Mountaineers. See you, man. Drink some beers. Don't know why I didn't get invited out with all those writers last weekend. I'm pretty cool. Coming up next, we talk about hope and butts. It's Crowley Show. I like to talk about West Virginia basketball and football because it's really the only thing I care about apart from my love life. And I realize that that doesn't always sit well with everybody, but just humor me for a second here because it doesn't have to be about West Virginia. Just put yourself in my shoes. As a Pitt fan who's been through this once or twice before under Jamie Dixon, I mean, typically you were just underachieving. But when you get to the Sweet 16... There's hope. My buddy and I were talking the other day. He's a huge West Virginia guy. He lives on my street. About the fact that with the draw West Virginia got, you weren't going to be at all satisfied with not getting at least to the Sweet 16. Now it's kind of house money. If you lose to Villanova, there's no shame in that. Villanova might be the best team remaining in the tournament. Certainly one of the two with Duke still being in the field. There's a week until the game. So you start to think about all the possibilities. It's like when your team's 8-8 eight and eight in the NFL, and you just hope that another team that's 8-8 eight and eight lost on a Wednesday when it was under 25 degrees or whatever the hell the tie-breaking procedure is, and that way you can get in. Because if you get in... Maybe you could pull that upset. And if you could pull that upset, ho, 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 oh, no. oh, ho, ho, maybe, just maybe you can win the whole darn thing. Here you go. So as for West Virginia, it's house money time. But as they said in Major League, I guess there's only one thing left to do. Win the whole bleeping thing. Oh. Tell me they can't do it. The homer is getting thick, man. Hey, I'm not saying it's going to happen. Look, all day long, Tom Tom and I have been subject to basically like, Since yeah, he- you know, here they go. You know, we just wanted to get to the Sweet 16, and, and it's house money, it's house money. But once you're there, everything's followed by a but. It's like you're doing these, these uh, homer hedging bets where you're like, yeah, it's not going to happen, but. I'm not saying we're going to beat Villanova. Well, we absolutely See, could. There it is. Thank you. Now, now we got a butt bell. Every time you say butt, Tom, can you hit that? Every time, let me hear it. Again. Every time that happens, I, that's the butt bell. Every time you start to hedge your bet from being like, ah, West Virginia's not going to win, but. So you're saying that I do that Homer thing that I would crush people for if they did it on my show? Absolutely. Huh. You'd hang up on the guy named Jason for something like that. I didn't even know that I did it, but I guess I do. I. Here's the deal. Villanova's better than West Virginia. They had a great season. They were the number one team in the Big East in the postseason. They were the second best team in the Big East during the regular season. But they're not that big. West Virginia's got a size advantage. I'm not saying we're going to win. But we've got Javon Carter. And he can lock down Jalen Brunson. Uh, I'm not saying we're going to beat 
Villanova, okay? I'm not saying that. But we do have Bob Huggins. <laughs> and Bob Huggins, he's an equalizer. Bob Huggins pulled all kind of rabbits out of his hat to beat Marshall. Not that Marshall's the same as Villanova, obviously. But when you've got a coach who can change things on the fly the way that he can, when you've got a player as good as Javon Carter, when you've got the size advantage, and when you're playing basically at home in Boston, you can beat those guys. And if they are able to beat Villanova, not that I'm saying that they will, but if you're able to beat Villanova, maybe you're playing Texas Tech, who you've already beat twice. Or you're playing a team like Purdue, who's not senior press, and you're playing them on only one day of rest. West Virginia plays a lot of bodies. They could beat Purdue if they're able to beat Villanova. I'm not saying that they will, but they could. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. These guys are laughing at me, but this is the magic of March. This is hope, baby. This is hope. (laughs) This is what you want. The reason that I wanted the Steelers to go to the AFC Championship game this year wasn't that I thought they were going to beat the New England Patriots, but it's you want to watch them play the New England Patriots, and you want to have the hope all week long that, oh my God, we can go to the Super Bowl. That's the best thing about going to the championship is that belief for a week or two weeks that you can win the whole damn thing. I remember the Penguins last year, obviously they won the Stanley Cup. I didn't care if they won it last year because they had won it the year before. Obviously you wanted them to win. Obviously, you wanted them to repeat as Stanley Cup champs. But all I wanted... I can hear it coming. ...was for them to get there. Because if they get there, then you're thinking about how they can possibly beat... Nashville. That's what it's all about as a sports fan. I'm not wrong here. And if you go into a season, you're a New York Jets fan, okay? Last year, you weren't great, but you were competitive in a lot of your losses... You're thinking, I'm going to come out next year a Jets fan, and if we can get to 10 wins, we can get into the playoffs. If we get into the playoffs, hey, you throw the records out. You don't know what can happen. I think I'm really resonating here with a lot of sports fans. (laughs) I think they get me. No, I mean, what's so wrong about that? And it's not the biggest stretch. It's not the biggest homer take to say that West Virginia could beat Villanova. Again, I don't think they're going to, but they could. (laughs) I don't think they're going to, but I could see it happening. I don't think they're going to, but Bob Huggins. I don't think they're going to, but we've got Javon Carter. And if you go on a little bit of a run to open the game, or you go on a little bit of a run in the second half, you cut into a lead or you take a lead, most of that crowd... Nonpartisan, they're going to flip to the underdog. And that's West Virginia. Yeah, I could see it happening. <laughs> I could feel it. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Tom, quick question. Do you think that Kansas State basketball is good? No, they're very much bad. Yeah, they suck. That was one of the worst basketball games I've ever seen in my life. It's, it's a joke that it was in the NCAA tournament. But guess what? (laughs) 
All their fans right now are thinking, oh, if we just hit a couple of shots, we'll slog it up a little bit. Kentucky's going to be taken out of the game. We're a good defensive ball club. We're going to be fine. And they're thinking, we suck, but we might be able to go to the Elite Eight. West Virginia doesn't suck, but they've got a chance. Hell, Syracuse. Syracuse like, well, we made it this far. And yeah, Duke's seen us a couple of times. They know how to work with this zone, but maybe we're just that good. Maybe it's just that good of a coach. Loyola's like, well, we're here. If we lose, we lose. We got to the Sweet 16, but we can beat Nevada. And Nevada's thinking, Loyola, we're here. We could lose to them, sure. But we're the pack. We're the wolf pack. Nevada's thinking, we can go to the Elite Eight. And if you get to the Elite Eight, anything can happen in that game. That's just it. If you beat Villanova, West Virginia, if you beat them, Oh, wait, I thought you were talking about Nevada. Don't worry about Nevada. Don't worry about Nevada. Don't worry about Nevada. We were talking about Nevada. Look, I was talking about that, but now I'm talking about this. Wow. The homer is real. I'm not the a homer. homer is thick. I'm not a homer. Dude, you're wearing a West Virginia hat, a West Virginia shirt. Pretty sure you got boxers on under there. We've already established that you've shaved your pubic hairs to the shape of the WV. Oh, now you're pulling it out. You do. You absolutely. Are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. He has West Virginia boxers on. Yeah. No. Yeah. No homer going on here. I didn't talk about Nevada more. I was just going to say, I like the fact that I pull my boxers out and Brian goes, no homer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Look, if Nevada can get to the Elite Eight, who's to say West Virginia can't get there? Who else is left? Michigan. Michigan, they hit a buzzer beater, right? And they're thinking, oh, we're not playing as well as we played in the Big Ten tournament. But now that we're here, we can maybe regain that form. Every single team can do it. Every single one that's still alive, they can talk themselves into thinking, oh, my God, we can get to the Final Four. That's what's great. Purdue's like, well, we lost Isaac Haas. But we got this other tall-ass white guy. There's something stuck on the bell there. Yeah, I know. You screwed the bell up. No, it's stuck. Yeah. Texas Tech is like, yeah, we kind of struggled down the stretch, but we're here. And when you're here, you might as well eat the free food. You ever walk into a buffet and not eat? No. You concoct every possible combination of food that you can get, and you eat that shiz. You eat it. West Virginia's got a seat at the table. Might as well fill up. Villanova's probably going to win. But I could see West Virginia pulling the upset. Up next, Dale Lawley. He says that the Steelers got a good player. In John Bostic. But. <laughs> but should they have gone after Tyler on Matthew? It's the Crowley Show. <laughs>